Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. I gotta tell you, this song, I, it just, I say it every day. This just gives me that third hour boost. This just gives me that Pepsi bump. You know what I'm saying, Bob? Gives me that, yeah, let's go for it. I feel I feel like I'm re-energized when I hear old Roger Miller talking about his sunshine. And it's going to be a sunny day today because he's lots of sunshine. Dry, high around 80 degrees during the day today. Tomorrow, pretty much the same thing, uh, right around 80 again. Another beautiful day, lots of sunshine. Wednesday, the sun-filled weather continues. Temperatures drop a little bit, mid-70s on Wednesday. And then for uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll stay in the 70s back into the 80s over the weekend. And then it's a long way to look ahead, but it's uh, Adam gave us a, uh, a guess and even he says, look, it's seven days, eight days out. It's, it's, it's a guess. Looks like Memorial Day. Memorial Day? Labor Day. Labor. I think you did that earlier. I did it in the wrong hour. That was Adam, yes. Adam, it yeah. is Labor Day. Labor September. Day. Labor Day on Monday. Should be sunny and uh, fairly pleasant. So that's, uh, that's all, well, all well and good. 64. Uh, six, we, What's that, Howard? Hold on one minute. One moment, please. <laughs> 64 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 64 degrees at the Highlands. 69 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 61 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Um, I do want to remind you, as I did last hour, and this time I turned the tape on, so I got the whole hour going to be recorded this hour. Last hour, I screwed that up. Uh, I do put every hour of the show up on our website, watchdognetwork.com, marked as hour one, hour two, hour three. I put on my Facebook page a general lineup of the things we talked about or the guests that we had at certain times, so you can find certain things if you want to, uh, or just listen to the whole show at your convenience if you would like to off of watchdognetwork.com. And I just did the check uh, of our uh, uh, statistics. It looks like a lot of people are starting to check these things out on a regular basis. So if you can't catch us in the morning, catch us uh, at, at your convenience. You know, listen in the evening, listen on the weekends, whatever. Uh, today we were talking about uh, the conspiracy theories about Maui. And what started the fires? Now, some of them are conspiracy theories that I don't really believe, but they are believable that uh, it was all started by developers who wanted to try and clear out the poor people. I don't believe that, but I believe it is believable. Then there was the one that said laser beams came from the sky and only and, and purposely ignored all blue umbrellas. I, I don't even know what that means. So we talk about conspiracy he- theories here. The weekend death of Bob Barker left a Wheeling native, Peter uh, Marshall, as the oldest living game show host now. And we talked about the greatest game show hosts of all times. You can send your text in on that at 304-214-1600. And uh, Governor Just is still behind in filing his Senate campaign finance reports. We spent some time talking about that. If any of those things strike your fancy, you can listen to them on uh, your convenience on our website at watchdognetwork.com. It's 9-12 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let me set this up, then we'll take a break, and maybe some of you could call in if you would like to. 
Bob, if we look out the front door here at the uh, Watchdog Radio Network and walk across the parking lot, look out on uh, Main Street, we see all of the construction that everybody else sees as well. The streetscape project is underway. We see orange barrels, and we see uh, large cranes, and we see uh, bulldozers, and we see holes in the street, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We all know it's what's happening out there. But the streetscape project is underway. This is a, a very expensive project that is going to, they say, and I believe, transform the appearance of downtown Wheeling. It will completely re, re-envision uh, downtown Wheeling. Um, it's it's going to be another uh, probably year and a half or so before it's done. But when it's done, we have a new template to work from here in downtown Wheeling. Wheeling Council last week talked about what are they going to do about parking meters when the streetscape is done. I think the short answer is they're not going to put parking meters back. Um, but there are bigger questions, I think, than that, Bob. What what do we see downtown Wheeling becoming? We've been waiting for the streetscape. It's going to change the appearance of downtown. It's going to make it more open. It's going to make it more uh, public-friendly, to use the mayor's word, more walkable, and certainly more drivable than it is right now. But it leaves the big question... What will Wheeling be? So that's the canvas on which we have to paint. What picture are we going to paint? Do you have any thoughts about that? I do, Howard. I gave it a little bit of thought. Yes, I have. I have a few of my own, and I will share mine, and Bob will share his, and we would love to hear from you. When the streetscape is done, we have a new canvas on which to paint. What's the picture for downtown Wheeling you want to paint? What do you think the future of downtown Wheeling should be? 304-214-1600. Text me, 304-232-8255. Call us. Happy to get some phone calls in on this. The Frio Stack auction service phone lines are open and are available. And we'll take, uh, uh, well, I'll share some of my thoughts, and Bob shares his coming up next, and hopefully some of yours too. Don't be shy. Think crazy. Think outside the box. Maybe you think they should put a statue to Howard Monroe right outside. I, I don't know. What do you think they should have? A Slider Monroe statue out there right here in front of the building. I'm guessing that's probably not going to happen. But whatever you think, 304-214-1600, give us a call. Uh, it's 915 right now right here on the Watchdog Morning Show. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data rec- recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. 
Toyota. Let's go places. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the Watchdog with a new, extended, and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on the Watchdog. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. New class, fresh faces, a new school year welcomes us in. It's back to school time. And we're here with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Putting a crazy question to y'all, and this morning at 9.18, 18 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show for a Monday, uh, we have all, and all of us have been doing this for the last several years, complaining and moaning and groaning and bitching about downtown Wheeling. The streets are all torn up. We've got holes in the ground. We've got bumps on the road. We've got construction work everywhere, orange barrels, orange cones, big signs say, don't turn here, go this way, detour. It's a mess. And we all know that. It's been that. And we've all complained about it. But soon, soon being within a couple of years now, that's all going to be done. This is all being done to finish the streetscape project. Downtown Wheeling will have a new and different look to it. Uh, And then comes the question with a new and different look. What do we do? What's Wheeling going to be? Um, I'm sure that Wheeling Council members have talked about it. There's not been a lot of public debate about it. It's something that John McCabe and I have often talked about here on the show, that we really have never seen a good, clear vision for what downtown Wheeling should be. And by the way, here I'm talking primarily about downtown, 10th to 16th Street. If you want to add in Center Market and so on, you can. But what's, what's, what's downtown going to be like? Bob, do you have a vision? Do you have any ideas? I do, Howard. It's very radical uh, because I wanted to try to think outside the box a little bit. And I gave this some thought. And here's what I came up with. The one thing that Wheeling has that brings people into town every day, every day, seven days a week, is hidden on the southern tip of the island. And I'm talking about the downs. I'm talking about the racetrack. I'm talking about the casino. To me... Greyhound racing is on its last leg. And if that track loses that and loses the racing, what I would like to consider is the casino moving downtown, working together with the city, getting some property to do what they want. We're not talking a racetrack now. We're talking a downtown casino. That would draw the people into downtown. And then what I like to see shoot off of that is I would develop Water Street. Not the west side of Water Street. You got the flood there, and it's still a touchy subject. But the other side, I would develop everything on the side, other side of the sidewalk 
kind of like the strip district in Pittsburgh. That's what I would shoot for with the combination of that and the casino bringing people downtown every single day. That's my vision, Howard. Mm. That's slider wheeling 2025. Let me go to the second part first because I, I, I got to think through that first part about the casino. I, I absolutely agree that developing Water Street is is critical, and we are seeing it happen now. I didn't know when you and I were talking a week or so ago about some of the things happening down there. The development of Waterfront Hall Avenue East is now in there. Um, it, it's uh, it's become a very key part there of Water Street, the old Berry Supply Building, renovated now into Waterfront Hall. I didn't know when we talked about it. Uh, apparently, they they are doing a big gateway arch. They're building it right now. It's under construction down there. So going into the w- Water Street, there's going to be a, a giant arch kind of saying, you know, entering the Heritage Port area, which I, I think is good. And I think Water Street needs to be carefully developed. I don't want to see a lot of well, I mean, once upon a time we had porno shops there, you know. <laughs> I but I think I think more things like Waterfront Hall, more places that exactly like that is my vision. And Howard, this is really radical, and and then I'll shut up. My vision is also this: I'm afraid that just maybe the festival has come and gone. Maybe not completely, but I think you might want to look at the waterfront the Heritage Port area away from, it used to be festival, 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 festival. I think we got to get away from that now. Permanently get some buildings in there, some businesses, and maybe if, if the Italian festival survives, then move it back to Market Street. I don't know about Market Street, but I think I'm with you. I think that the time has come to make the Water Street slash Heritage Port area a, a more vibrant, open place people are coming down now people are hanging out down there waterfront hall has been a tremendous asset a big change and there's there's a vibe coming out of there that i haven't seen for a long time uh they've got music on the deck people are going in grabbing a quick drink uh, avenue eats is of course one of the finest restaurants around they were gone for a long time they're back this is avenue eats this is not ellie and jack's same people own it but this is avenue eats the old burger place uh and that vibe uh, should continue. But I think you're right. The problem with that is I'm not so sure that, that in my mind, I see it a more open, an airier, a more more space for, uh, I, I'm just not sure the festivals are, are best there anymore. Now, where should they go? I don't want to get rid of them. You know, find a way to to make it work. I you get, loved I, it on Market Street when we first, the festival started there on Market Street. It was great. It was packed, but it was great. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm not, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think that through, but I think they got to go somewhere. I would agree with you on that. A casino, I suppose there's going to have to be some legislative changes before they would come downtown. And I'm not so sure that the casino would have an interest. But now we're not talking about what's realistic. We're talking about our vision. So a downtown casino might might make some sense and would draw probably would draw people there. Would you in your vision? Would you close the old close the island? I think it's going to close itself because, like you said in the legislation, it clearly says that the the casino cannot be anywhere that that isn't an ongoing racetrack. It doesn't say what kind of racetrack, but it says it must be a racetrack, with the exception of the Greenbrier. The Greenbrier is for its guests only. I don't care if you're a gazillionaire. If you want to stop in there and play some poker, you better be a guest or they're not letting you in the door. So it's totally, totally different than the other casinos. So what's going to happen when Greyhound Racing goes closes down? 
They're going to have to do something. And to me, Howard, again, trying to think outside the box, you're hidden down there on the southern tip of the island. Get downtown where that steady flow of, of, of people picks up, and then you throw the capital in on that, and then you throw West Banco in on that. Try to get a steadier flow of people, and then I think our vision on Water Street can happen. Well, and don't forget the Life Hub. I try very hard to forget that. <laughs> I couldn't help but <laughs> couldn't help but throw that in. Um, yeah, I, it, it's again. I, I I'm not sure that realistically that I don't know if the casino wants to do, but there isn't any question. You're absolutely right, and I think the casino. You 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 are closer to them than I am. I think they know their location is not the world's best location. And plus, it floods occasionally. It floods. You know, if you remember, go way back. Uh, Governor Underwood had promised a direct interstate ramp. I don't know how he's going to do it. Remember, there was going to be a direct interstate access straight to the casino, but it never came to be, and it's never going to come to be. And so you still you got to. Navigate your way through the streets of, of uh, Wheeling Island. Wonderful place, Wheeling Island, but still you got to navigate your way through the streets there. Uh, I think you're right. It's kind of hidden down there at the end. you got to know where you're going, what you want to do. Uh, a casino downtown might, might make some sense. Again, When, when think, all this happened, Howard, and I tried to have a vision, when Pennsylvania got their table games, I said, you know what? People are not going to go to the rivers. They're going to get away from that downtown. They're going to want to get away. That's a horrible idea, having it so close to the stadiums. I was completely wrong. They flock there. That that casino. Don't they call it the rivers? They, yeah, and they do. <laughs> they do better there than than anywhere. Everyone probably combined doesn't do the business they do because it has that downtown feel. You can go to a game, go here, go there. Just to me, you just never had that on the island. Great facility, but remember, you're on the southern tip of the island. If you all have any thoughts on this, uh, please text us, whether you agree or disagree with Bob or my thoughts, 304-214-1600. Or uh, I'd love to hear your ideas. Think outside the box or think inside the box. What do you want to see? I, let me begin with what we will never see again and I don't want to see again, and that is we're never going to see uh, downtown retail the way it once upon a time once was. I know that somebody's going to tell you, we ought to bring Backstone and Thomas and Reichert's and Ella. Those things are gone it's never coming back. Now, I'm not saying there will be no retail downtown, but if we got to get that out of our head. we got to get that completely out of our head. My thoughts as I jotted them down about this last night, number one, and I guess we both agree on this, a vibrant waterfront. The waterfront becomes the focal point of much of downtown. Uh, I do think that you make a really good point that maybe uh, over the course of a few years, not like suddenly, no, no more festivals, but slowly fade the festivals out and move them somewhere else so water street can be an open area with the you know we can have the port festivals we can have like the blues fest is down on the port or those kind of things but um and more things like waterfront hall along along water street you know uh, there's going to be um you know when you and i first looked at the windsor manor we moved in there uh, for our radio station years ago uh, we talked about what a great view there was for the riverfront from Windsor Manor. It is still a um, essentially a subsidized housing place, but Tony DiCarlo's new apartment complex, condominium complex, is going to be right there on the riverfront. So it's going to be a place where people can live and look out on the river. They're going to want things to do downtown. The public market's a good asset, I guess. I have never been there, but I guess it is. So vibrant waterfront is number one on mine. Uh, number two is all throughout town. I'd like to see 
so what I call them bodegas, little tiny grocery-type stores, because the more downtown living we have, the more we're going to need to have people to pick up groceries. So Kind of like a Dawson's Market, Howard? Exactly, exactly. But in New York City, they call them bodegas. Just a little corner grocery with the key things that you need. Um, more cafes and coffee shops, whether it's on Waterfront or elsewhere, I think will work. I know people say that's not development, but I think that it creates that ambiance that people want. And there is one more component that I hope we really give a lot of thought to if downtown Wheeling, when downtown Wheeling revitalizes, and that's public transit. I, I'm not 100% sure exactly what I think is the right idea. Part of me is envisioning trolleys that would go around the downtown area and down to Center Market on a fairly regular basis so you could get from the Doris apartments clear at the top of the street uh, and go down to the center market or Jebbia's uh, or even just down to the public market in downtown Wheeling uh, or just go down to Waterfront Heritage Port. Now, you can walk. I understand that. But uh, I think some kind of public transit, improved public transit through downtown. I have a whole different concern about public transit in general here in the area, which we can talk about someday. But I think downtown there ought to be more what I call public transit. I'm visioning trolleys. There might be a different answer to that, but I think there's got to be a way to move people around through the downtown area. Um, and I'd like to see, you know what I'd like to see, Bob? I'm, I'm being very specific here. Bodegas, cafes, coffee shops, a newspaper stand, an old-fashioned newspaper stand. We don't have one anymore. Remember Dennis Calvert? I used to go there every morning. Absolutely. Good morning, Dennis. I'd buy back in those days, Howard, I think I bought four, four <laughs> newspapers. Now we're down to really one. I used to go down to, no, it was not the dirty bookstore. Oh, that became the last the last bastion of going in to get out-of-town newspapers. And I guess maybe people don't buy out-of-town newspapers anymore because they read them online or whatever. Uh, but I used to love on a Sunday morning, go down, uh, grab four or five newspapers, Cleveland, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Washington, you know, New York, whatever, uh, a cup of coffee and just, you know, sit and read or bring them home. Uh, an old-fashioned newspapers, and you're right. What was Dennis Calvert's? He had a, there was a name. For, he had a his business had a name. He had a cafe. He called it. Uh, they're in McClure. He was in McClure, it, yeah. It's uh, something cafe. Uh, but anyways, I, see that's the best uh, croissants. Also, I would <laughs> pick up with my uh, newspapers. Howard, I would. I would like to see uh, bodegas, cafes, coffee shops, and a newspaper stand. Uh, I don't think ever we're going to see intense retail. We're never going now. You know, is there a need for a 5 and 10 or something? I, you know, maybe. I'm not saying no to those things, but I think if we're envisioning things, we want to think of um, smaller type businesses that will just make people come down and walk around. So what we do agree on, what used to be Barry's Supply, they're calling that building now what? Waterfront Hall. So if you went from where they go down to the curb... And then if you looked north towards Windsor Manor, if mm -hmm. we had buildings along the same side of the, the sidewalk like that, all the way up. Now, that's a radical change, and that would be a lot, a lot of money, and you'd have to change around. But you have parking on the other side. Could you see that, Howard? Is that your vision? I could. I could. And, and I, again, now we're, 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 just in, we're just visioning here. To do that would be difficult. A, it would be expensive. B, you know, there's property rights. You know, everybody's, there are different pieces of property there. Uh, that folks would you would, hold that up, Howard, on the planning commission? Well, I, no, I wouldn't hold it up. But, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's their personal property rights. So if somebody doesn't want to sell their property for development, that, that's, that's, that's an issue. But I, I would like to see more, 
buildings there, um, for lack of a better phrase. I don't want to see six-story buildings, you know what I mean? In fact, they're not allowed in, in that district, but uh, Waterfront Hall is perfect. If you look at Waterfront Hall, Waterfront Hall, it has an open feel to it. it it's not like a, you know, a, a barrier. It's got an open feel to it. That's what I would, I would like to see. Um, and I think that some of the stuff could be done without even a whole lot of construction. I've mentioned before, when Tony DiCarlo condominiums are done, the DiCarlo's pizza shop will be open because she's moving the pizza shop to her place. That would be a place where you could do something, connect it directly to, it has a connection to, but there are two different lots, connect it directly to Water Street. I think that would make some sense. But I think we both agree the key is the waterfront. Make the waterfront fun, open, accessible. And I do agree with you, and I know we'll get a lot of complaints about this. I'm not saying do it next year or in the second year or the third year, but at some point begin to say the festivals probably don't mingle in with the idea we have for this area. Let's move the festivals somewhere else. I mean, that's just that's, – that's, that's my thought. Love to hear from the rest of you, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Build it, they will come. I mean, I think that's true. I, I, you know, you would got to take a leap of faith here, and say that the, I think the streetscape is going to open up downtown, make it more interesting, more inviting. And you know what? I, I don't preclude any other businesses. I'm happy to see any other businesses come, but I just think that restaurants, cafes, bodegas, those kinds of things are more of a downtown thing anymore. Um, I don't know what else, you know, may show up. And let you know, let the marketplace decide. Somebody says they want to come down and open up a whatever, that'd be fine. But uh, See, our, our vision, we're not Pittsburgh. So that's why I like to connect it to the casino. And again, is this a pipe dream? You you bet it is. But it's the one thing that Wheeling does have that, that has that continuing traffic. And especially on the weekend, it's still pretty substantial. Even with Ohio and Pennsylvania having table games, it gets pretty crowded over there. So if you could bring that somehow downtown and have it close to Water Street, I think we could pull it off, Howard. If you all have thoughts, tell us what they are, 304-214-1600. Call us or text us. The Frio Stack auction service lines are open and available. Um, you know, some of this, this, the planning commission on which I sit, is actually uh, about to undergo a review of the comprehensive plan, which is the long-term plan for the city of Wheeling. It's been 10 years since we did the last one. We're doing a review of it, and we're going to hold eventually some public hearings and all that kind of stuff on what people would like to see, not just downtown, but for the entire city. But this, that would be a great place for people to bring some of these ideas to to a place where it actually could, you know, could come into an actual plan for downtown. Um, but if you have thoughts, give us a call. Now, did I do a break, or are we ready for the news? I, Let's do the news. I lose track of time here. Having such fun, I lose track of time. 9.35, 25 till the hour as we head over to the news desk of the Big 7 and Taylor Long. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 28th. Residents in one local city may notice disruption to their water service. The city of St. Clairsville will complete a long-awaited switch to newly installed permanent water lines under I-70. Officials say the city will shut down the water treatment plant at approximately 6 p.m. tonight to allow the temporary lines to be disconnected and the permanent lines to be hooked up. Two 12-inch water valves in front of the water treatment plant will also be replaced. 
The expected completion date is 8 a.m. tomorrow. Once the service has been restored, there will be a 48-hour boil order in effect. And some new details this morning. An electrical issue is believed to be the cause of a fire Saturday at the Samus Power Plant in Stratton. No one was injured as a result of the blaze. Officials believe the cause of the fire was due to a blown breaker. Multiple emergency crews on both sides of the river responded to the fire. Stay with 7 News for the very latest. And the city of St. Clairsville is already gearing up for sleigh bells and stockings as they prepare for the annual parade with the help of their sponsor, WVU Medicine. The season will be in full swing by the time the floats get rolling, which will be in early December rather than before Thanksgiving, as in previous years. WVU Medicine will be involved with Wheeling's festivities as well, since they want to show the cities in their backyard that they're connected with more than just their health. You can watch the parade live on WTRF the afternoon of December 3rd. And the memory of lost loved ones live in our minds forever, but not all of us put their memories towards helping others in life. But that's the mission of two who formed Angel Addicts after losing several relatives to addiction in the past few years. Their annual dinner at Steubenville's Life Event Center this weekend gave 100% of their profits to treatment centers. The two also sell jewelry and keychains for their recovery process. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care, close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Hi, it's Howard Monroe inviting you to join us every weekday morning for the Watchdog Morning Show. It is all the morning news and information that you need. We have ABC News, the top of every hour, the Ohio News Network, West Virginia Metro News, Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Report. Adam Fike has our local weather, local news from WTRF TV 7. Then Bob Slider and I give you opinions and analysis and interviews and we hope a good bit of good conversation. So come around, get all the information you need, have the great conversation you like. Join us weekday, 7 to 10, the Watchdog Morning Show. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe.
Yeah, summer days are drifting away, sad to say. A week from today is uh, Labor Day, which is sort of the unofficial, official end of summer. Back in the day, Bob, it was the day that meant we went back to school the next day. But kids have been in school now for over a week. But back in the day, Labor Day was that day we looked forward to. That was the last final day before before uh, school started. It ends the 100 days of summer that uh, I talk about all summer long. and uh, But still plenty of summer left. Still, So summer days are winding down, but there is still time left. We talked to Adam about it. You know, today... Uh, 80 tomorrow, 80 mid 70s on uh, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, back up to the 80s again Saturday and maybe even to the 90s next week. It, it, we're, it, fall is beginning to sneak in, but it's not here yet. It is, and I have a big oak tree. It's not my tree, but it's across the street, and it must be full because you can I can hear them now. Uh, the the acorns falling. So I don't know if that means a, a nice. We had a, a good bit of rain. I wouldn't call it a dry summer, would you? It no, was a no, hot summer. No, we had we had some significant rain. Remember, we had the early, early, early super hot, and then we went through a good period of of rain, and then we had the hot again, and then now it's kind of been a moderate week or two. No, we had a, a summery summer. Is that the way, is that the way Pretty to put normal it? Normal summer. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, yeah. Got, it got hot, but uh, which which compared to the winter, which was a non-wintery winter. What winter? <laughs> We had a summery summer. Uh, coming up today, 10.06, statewide talk line. No, Hoppy is not back. It's Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy yet again uh, among his guests, Brad McElhinney. Oh, Brad apparently got his uh, cat fixed. Got his car washed, Howard. <laughs> Couldn't do this show. No, yeah. Sorry, I have to take my cat to the veterinarians. Okay, all right. Are you tracking Hoppy? Is Hoppy, like, is, is he jet-setting around the country? Or I believe, in all honesty, I do not know this, I believe he's um, – Overseas. Oh, okay. Well, good, I, good I think so. I think so. I do not know that, but I'm pretty sure that's that's what's going on. Seeing the world. Yeah, seeing the world. Well, you know, Hoppy and his wife do a lot of world. Tra- I mean, Hoppy, he takes little vacations and he does a lot of staycations, but he and his wife are big travelers. I mean, they travel a lot. You know, when they went to the Grand Canyon, he actually rode the burrow down to the bottom. He asked me one time when I was going to the Grand Canyon, he said, "Are you going to ride the burrow? Look at me." First place, literally, I, the weight limit doesn't work, and uh, and if the weight limit worked, the burrow would go no, no. Peter would be down there in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, um, uh, he, he and his wife are, are really big travelers, and I'm making a guess, and it's just a guess. I, it's a somewhat informed guess, but I think he's I think he's uh, overseas. But coming up today on Statewide Talk Line, Dave Wilson is in. Brad McLean will be talking about an editorial that the Senate Finance Chairman uh, Eric Tarr wrote. It's in the West Virginia record, uh, and I reposted it on my Facebook page because I thought it was disgusting. Uh, Just the way he disparaged education, the way he disparaged universities. It's one thing to disagree with what WVU is doing or to agree with what WVU is doing. Uh, It's something else to just be so vindictive and use such... What's the word I'm looking for? Not not deplorable... Um, Derogatory terms, I, I found the, the to be terrible. Uh, Brad will be talking about that today. There's an article about that piece uh, on Metro News, WVMetroNews.com. And uh, if you want to read the actual piece that Tar wrote, it, it's on my Facebook page. I think on my Twitter page, my X page, but I, I know it's on my Facebook page as well. Uh, let's see. Larry Pack, a senior advisor to Governor Justice, is on. He's running for state treasurer. 
So a few, another name thrown into the mix of people running for something next year. Well, you know, if he's uh, that connected to the governor, he's really good with money, Howard. Yes. That's, that's the guy you want there, right? <laughs> that's a right? good point. <laughs> that's a good, somebody might ask that question. Excuse me, Larry, uh, nobody on your staff could help the governor uh, get these campaign finance forms figured out because he's uh, 103 days late. Uh, not Nobody there, and you're going to do the state... Great question. Good question. Let's see what else is coming up here. There's this hydrogen hub that's being talked about. We talked about it very briefly with Sean O'Leary from the Ohio River Valley Institute last week, but not nearly enough. Uh, there's a big piece that uh, Stephen has written, Stephen Allen Adams, in the Ogden paper today um, about this hydrogen hub. Uh, and uh, Dave Wilson will talk with some folks about that. Maybe I'll get Stephen on one day this week to talk about this hydrogen hub thing. I don't fully understand it. I'll be brutally honest with you. Um, so those are a few, 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 few things coming up today on Statewide Talk Line, beginning at 10.06 with Dave Wilson once again filling in for Hoppy Kerchival. It is 9.45, a quarter till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. If you have additional thoughts on uh, downtown Wheeling, what it could or should look like uh, after the streetscape is done, as I say, when the streetscape is done, we'll have a new canvas on which to paint. What's the picture you would paint? I paint a huge attention to the waterfront. I think Bob does as well. Bob wants to see the casino perhaps uh, be able to relocate into downtown somewhere, somehow, uh, maybe tied in with the waterfront. Um, Of course, you know, one of the things, this isn't really what you were suggesting, Bob, but one of the things that's been talked about frequently, going back to Robert Byrd days, was having a regular ferry that would go from the Heritage Port over to the casino. Because you're right, it really is kind of lost there at the end of the island um that might be a start at least if they can't move because there are legislative things they have to deal with uh that fair is not a bad idea senator bird i think was proposing it way back when i don't think it's far-fetched to say that the the greyhound racing industry might just go uh, on the wayside i mean we are the last it's the last state in the country that has greyhound racing and i'm in no hurry to shut them down listen i know that that employs a lot of people believe me i do not want you to lose your job but i would not feel too secure in that business right now and if that happens is what i'm saying maybe there could be a compromise where you okay but but go downtown we need you downtown well, there's going to have to be some changes in the legislation. Um, and you remember a couple of years ago there was talk about a change in the legislation when there's concern about greyhound racing at least not being as important. Um, but the casino had said had shown an interest in going to the Highlands. So do we get another uh, Walmart debacle that we had way back when? Hey, you'd be great downtown. Yes, but the county has offered us a better deal. I mean, I, I don't know. We're but, going to the highlands. Yeah, but that's that's something. So that's kind of what Bob and I both agree that waterfront is critical. He'd like to see uh, the casino downtown. I think at least a connection to the casino. I think at least let's put an effort to, to get the ferry going maybe over there. That makes a certain amount of sense. I want to see coffee shops, uh, cafes, bodegas, and a newspaper stand. I got a real specific request, please, a newspaper stand. Uh, in in downtown Wheeling, other things can come along with it, and I think that will be will be just great. Um, Bob and I both have suggested that maybe as time goes by, I want to stress that as time goes by, the summer festivals every single weekend, a giant festival at the port on the street of on Water Street, maybe. You know, maybe maybe it's time to move things away a little bit. You know, the Chili Fest. While it, it it is on the chili fest is off the street. I mean, if you go to the chili fest, the booze and things are on the 
on the grass, on the port side of things. The street itself is open, and you just can wander around, and that might be the beginning of it. Text line, 304-214-1600. Why not put the Italian festival where the casino is? I don't know. You know, again, I think it would be I think it would make some sense to find a festival fairground someplace, you know. I don't know where that would be. Didn't wasn't it didn't Bill Fields? Do you remember Bill Fields? I don't. Bill Fields was a uh, big supporter of the concept of Victorian Wheeling. He owned a bunch of property in North Wheeling. Was one of the many saviors of the town that came in um, a couple of decades ago. Uh, but I, if I remember correctly, he was talking about taking where Providence Green is now, that high-rise down below the, um, you know, down there by the convenience, but on the other side of the street. Um, he was talking about taking all of those fields and making them into a big fe- one big festival field where all the festivals could be held. I, that place isn't available anymore, but may- maybe a festival field of some kind like that would make some sense. I thought you would jump on the return to Market Street. You haven't mentioned that one time. You why? why? I, I can see you with a beer in your hand down there, Howard, standing in front of the McClure. Well, this is, I guess maybe that's a good point. The, the things have changed. Uh, I don't carry beers in my hand anymore, and um, and I'm not sure it's the it's the right location anymore. Remember, one of the big now there's not a ton of businesses there, so let's be clear about that. But one of the complaints that, that moved it out was businesses on the street felt that their business shut down because the festivals literally the fe- Italian fest literally set up in front of their business. So I I, I don't know I, I I'm not I'm not gonna jump up and down and go to the ramparts of the broken bourbon bottle if it's if if that happens, but. It's not my it's not my choice. I would rather see a festival area created someplace near downtown. I mean, not saying out in Blaine, you know, but someplace where where um, all the festivals could could go. I don't know. I was hoping to keep that a secret, but I was going to see if I could get uh, maybe get a. <laughs> Maybe get a meeting with Jerry Seinfeld and have a Festivus festival down there. Hey, I love that idea. No, I love. So let's go get with Frank O'Brien. See if he can get festi- me in. Let's let's have a Festivus fest. I like that Festivus for the rest of us. I'm in with that. Um, real quick, another text. Then we'll take a break. Some kind of retail. I search and search for an adult coloring book. Someone pointed out the other day you can't buy a pair of adult PJs in Wheeling. I, you know, I'm I'm okay. I mean, I just think it's it's beyond being a pipe dream to think we're going to have retail in the sense that we used to downtown. It is true. I, you know, I've never heard adult PJ suggested, but people always say you can't buy a pair of socks in downtown. Yeah, it's downtown. Downtown Wheeling is not a retail hub anymore. Um, again, that's why I say a bodega and those kind of basics of things. Maybe going to a bodega, um, some kind of retail. I just, I just don't think, I don't think retail in the sense we're thinking of it is going to work downtown. Uh, but hey, I could be wrong. Give it a try. Nine before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob uh, Westfall will be with us shortly to talk about what's going on at the a Big Seven today. Injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Want to know what's up in Wheeling? 
Tune in Wednesdays at noon for your wheeling. No two ways about it. With Mayor Glenn Elliott and Vice Mayor Chad Thalman. Live and local only on The Watchdog. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Sixty-four degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Sixty-four at the Highlands. Sixty-nine in my backyard in Elm Grove, and sixty-one degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny today, dry, high around eighty degrees. Tomorrow, pretty much exactly the same. Uh, Wednesday, we'll drop the temperatures a bit, still keep the sunshine, but get into the mid seventies, and then seventies for two or three days before we get back up into the eighties at the tail end of the weekend and going into next week. Seven before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show as we swing over to WTRF TV, the Big Seven, and Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good this morning. It's a Monday. I'm feeling energized, energetic, and and uh, ready to roll. Bob and I were just talking about with the streetscape underway, when the streetscape is done in a you know year and a half or whatever the time frame is, we're going to have a brand new can- canvas on which to paint the picture of downtown Wheeling. What do you think the future of downtown Wheeling should be? What do you think the new canvas – what, what picture should we paint on that new canvas once the streetscape is done? Any thoughts on that? No. Okay. I'd You know, that would be just an opinion, and I probably want to stay away from that. Since, A, I don't live in Wheeling, you know, um, I, I think whatever, the, you know, whatever people want, I think the government – uh, people in charge of looking at making it uh, a residential. I mean, look at all the apartment buildings, the things that are going in. Um, so they, I, I would think personally they're going to have to move in a direction to support those people. Right, right. Uh, whether it's retail or grocery stores or, I mean, you know, you're going to live down here and then have to go to the Highlands every day or the Ohio Valley Mall, you know, to get, you know, needs. So um, I think uh, I think it's in for a long a long. Uh, Long discussion is what I think is what we're going to see. And, and, and that's what needs to be done, and that's why we thought we'd just kind of get it kicked off today. It, it needs to be a long discussion. Citizens need to offer some thoughts. Council needs to give some serious thought to it. Uh, right. The streetscape will not be done under the current council's venue, so if there's going to be government action taken, it'll be the next council probably. Bob and I both agree, uh, Bob Slider and I both agree, that um, a vibrant waterfront is key to the development of downtown uh, that waterfront hall has, I think, really been a big asset to the Water Street area and to the Heritage Port. More developments of that kind, uh, find ways to make more of that, uh, make that work. I think uh, bodegas, I call them bodegas, I, you know, little grocery stores, a couple of them throughout downtown. Some place where the f- folks at the Doris apartment up in the north end can go. Some place where folks down at the Bory Lofts can go. It's little bodegas that can provide I- basic grocery type, type stuff. Yeah, I can't imagine the cost of what that would be uh, for a small grocery store. 
Uh, they, oh. You know, I mean, once upon a time, those were the mom and pop stores like that were the backbone of many neighborhoods. I, I, I don't know. Oh, I understand that, but that's when things were local. Well, I would, envision no it, I would envision it being local. I would envision a couple of, uh, you know, uh, uh, businesses opening up. Maybe one person having oh, bodegas oh, oh, in each of the I different agree. places. I the businesses themselves are local, but the supplies are no longer local. I see. Okay. All right. That's my but, thought. Uh, and, and, you know, the one thing that I really would love to see that we don't have, uh, this is just, just a personal thing, I would love to see a newspaper stand come back to downtown Wheeling. Oh. Um, sure. You know, I used to go like back the little in, baseball cap and the high knee stockings. And <laughs> Come on, the no, and, I know it sounds like some of the old days. Get your pip, no. I, I used to go downtown on a Sunday morning, and uh, there was a newspaper stand somewhere on Market Street, and I would grab, uh-huh. you know, two or three out of town papers. Somewhere on Market Street. Yeah, I can't remember exactly where it was. There was a newspaper stand there, and I would. Right. I know it. when I moved back here in in two thousand. Um, Kroger had a fantastic newspaper. I could get the Akronbeka Journal. Really? Every day. Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer, uh, Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. But uh, just um, one of my thoughts. Yeah, it'd be nice. I don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, uh, paper papers are. Well, there, there. I mean, look, there is that. We're both in the business of uh, you know. I, look, I don't read a newspaper here in town. You know, I, I read, I mean, I pay for it. I subscribe to it. I'm glad that we have a company that provides a newspaper service, but I don't read the newspaper. I read it online all the time, always. Right. I, I don't ever pick up a, you know, piece of pulp. <laughs> I just, I never do that. I always read it online. Right. Well, speaking of providing news, that's what you do. What are you working on today at WTRF TV? All right, a few things we got going on today. Our final back to school uh, special piece, teachers' wish list. Uh, you see, teachers, um, and I, I, I know for a fact I, I had a cousin that taught in Harrison Hills for 30 years, um, always spending their own money on uh, school supplies, things yep. like that. Um, people uh, now with social media are using uh, social media out there to create wish lists and things like that to see if they can't get other people to help them with those priorities. So uh, uh, Bailey Martin sat down with the teacher. Uh, uh, who is doing just that, and finds out uh, all the details behind that and why they're doing it. So Good that'll idea. be in That's our cool. 5 o'clock tonight. I like that. I like so that. We've got that tonight. Uh, also, we've got uh, Joseph Lee sentencing. Uh, he is uh, out of Belmont County, uh, had a service dog, a husky, uh, accused of beating it, actually has been convicted of beating it, and will be sentenced today. Uh, D.K. Wright will be covering that today. Uh, West Banco Arena received a grant from the Small Business Administration, uh, just about $700,000 uh, for security uh, upgrades, things like that. So we're going to sit down and talk with the people that run the uh, West Banco Arena and find out where and what those grants are going to be used for. So we've got that continuing. Uh Sistersville, uh, how Sistersville has been helping the city of Payton City through their water issues, uh, especially dealing with um, getting water to the, uh, some of the residents. They've also got, kept their pool open. Uh, also, uh, the campgrounds, if anyone needs to come up to get a shower, actually, technically, I guess it would be come down to get a shower, things like that. So we're going to talk to the mayor how Sistersville is helping those people out. So a little bit of everywhere today, uh, north, south, east, west. All right, check it all out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530, the region-wide show always at WTRF.com and, of course, with the Storm Tracker 7 or News app on your smartphone in your pocket. Bob, talk to you tomorrow. Thanks sure. a lot, my friend. Have a good day. 
All right. Bye, guys. All right. Catch you all tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. The Watchdog Morning Show right here. It's 10 o'clock. Underway right now. The first involves former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. We begin with ABC's Aaron Katursky, who is in Fulton County, Georgia. 